you so much for allowing us to be here. And I think we'll just stay. Um, pastor's put us up for a week and fed us, and it's been so good. So I, I might just stay around for a while. So, <laughs> so uh, anyway, we thank you uh, for your, all your kind words. Uh, I want to congratulate you, young people. And 12 years of uh, school, I guess, from the looks of the Bolton, some of you are going on, and that's good. Uh, but uh, you've come a long way uh, thus far. You lived at home with your parents and under their care and authority. Now it's time to embark in a time of your life of making decisions on your own. It would do well, though, if you'd consult your parents as they have wisdom you don't have. I trust you have learned to seek direction from God in the decisions that are, are before you. And the Bible tells us that uh, trust in the Lord with all thine heart to lead on, on to our own understanding in all the ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. If you don't let him, you'll be in trouble. I can assure you. Uh, God leads uh, to uh, great ways and it's a joy to know him. You have uh, to decide as to where you go to school and I see in the bulletin, some of you already have done that. And uh, with the future jobs and a future mate, uh, some of the greatest decisions of your life at, at uh, a young age. Uh, uh, the, yeah, I trust you have made the most important decision, however, of trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Uh, I accept the Lord when I was 14, and believe me, uh, that's the way to go, because he promises life eternal, and if we don't accept him, then it's eternal hell, and that's not a pretty picture. So I'd urge you, if you do, don't know him, that you would trust him even today. The other decisions you'll have to make will determine the quality of life you will spend in eternity. Whether you'll be ashamed or uh, stand before him with confidence. This is not something to take lightly. But as Paul said, I press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, you need to set your sights on a goal that Christ has for you. I can remember about 69 years ago, I was in your position. Uh, I had to decide where I, where I was going to work, and uh, I wasn't going to proceed in, in any school. I was going to be a farmer. I felt that's what the Lord wanted. Uh, however, a little later on, a few years later, after we married, the Lord called us in the ministry, and we've been uh, in, in that calling for 53 years. And then, of course, uh, a few years after graduation, the Lord led me to a godly mate, my dear wife, and we've been married for 62 years. Uh, so I can relate to the decisions that you have ahead of you. Uh, but please make them uh, seek God's direction in making those. I want to speak tonight on uh, uh, look at the life of Moses and some decisions of faith he had to make. And you'll have to make some of these same decisions. If you want to turn to Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11. 
we are introduced to Moses, once described as the greatest man among mere men in the whole history of the world. And the particular emphasis made in these verses concern the decision or decisions of which uh, Moses had, had, uh, was led to make. Every child of God is called upon to make decisions. Uh, your life will be full of that decisions and you either make good ones or bad ones and you have to live by those decisions you make. But the first greatest and greatest decision is where as, as you repent of your sins and turn to Christ as your Savior and Lord. And after this, all through one's Christian life, decisions have to be made which affects God's glory and our own lives. We choose to do right or wrong. Your parents will not be with you all the time and decisions you have to make. So we have only one of two choices on any decision that confronts us as we live the Christian right, right or wrong. There's a law of the harvest in the decisions we make. The Bible says we reap what we sow. And if we sow to the wind, the Bible says we'll weep or reap the whirlwind. Uh, and it's never in kind. You know, you plant a kernel of corn and you will get uh, on one corn somewhere around 500 kernels off that one. And the law of the harvest is the same. We may do something, we may sin, we're going to reap uh, a good deal more than that. Uh, so think twice about the decisions you make and check them out with God first. I've seen many young people who uh, felt like they wanted to taste the world and have become a shipwreck in life. The late G. Campbell Morgan pointed out that although Moses is mentioned in Hebrews 11 because of his faith, uh, the, uh, it's basically uh, whatever is mentioned here about faith of Moses is a result of the faith of his father and mother, Amram and Jochebed. Look in verse 23 of chapter 11 of Hebrews. He said, by faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandments. My, what faith they had. Uh, they, if they got caught, they could be in serious problems. But they wanted to protect their son. So what a blessing it is to have Christian parents. I don't know you. I, don't, I hope you have Christian parents. Uh, I did. And I had five brothers and one sister. And out of the six boys, five in the ministry. And the other boy was uh, a great Bible teacher. And uh, he's 95 today. So uh, uh, he's lived a good long life. And, uh, but... They, we were brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and I trust you have been as well. Uh, our parents' faith, however, cannot carry us along. Uh, we must exercise our own faith for life's decisions. And so from now on, then 
You have to live uh, the faith, your own faith, not, not your parents. Uh, we need, must decide these uh, for ourselves. And these are the decisions of faith. In Hebrews 11, uh, verse 24 through 27, we shall see that for Moses, what these decisions involve. Notice in verse 24, it says, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to call, uh, uh, to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, so his uh, decisions were refusing. And verse 25 says, Choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to joy of the pleasures of, of sin for a season. Uh, so he chose right, and uh, he refused that which would be wrong for him. <coughs> Excuse me, in verse uh, 27, he said, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Uh, so he forsook uh, that. These are the decisions of faith. And young people, these same three decisions you will have to make. Uh, let us notice three things about uh, Moses' great decision. We are told in verse 24, it says, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, we're told that uh, Moses faced this great decision, and he made it when he was come to years, in verse 24. Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called uh, uh, the daughter of Pharaoh, or the son of Pharaoh. So at the age of, uh, that he was grown up, at the age of 40, uh, we cannot take that scripture and say everyone uh, can't make such a decision until they're 40. Uh, but in our society, we have to make important decisions at an early age, as we mentioned earlier, for schooling and work and mates and so on. Uh, by faith, Moses made a tremendous decision which influenced the remainder of his earthly pilgrimage. He was in the prime of his young manhood when the opportunities of, of gaining prominence in Egypt would be most tempting. It was then that Moses refused and chose and forsook. Can you think of men or women in these days who have made similar decisions? Uh, have you made a similar decision when God will be first place in your life, no matter what the cost? Uh, God wants us to make that type of decision. What decisions do you have to make right now? Uh, Jesus was talking to the disciples one day and uh, they were concerned about uh, what food they would eat and the clothes they'd wear and so on. <coughs> Excuse me. And Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And so this is uh, be a verse well you learn and practice. That's Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God. And you won't go wrong. If you don't seek him first, then there'll be troubles down the road for you. 
We're told five things about the precise nature of Moses' decision. It was, it involved a refusal in verse 24 again. Uh, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of uh, Pharaoh's daughter. When faith comes into operation, we are led not only to do what is right, but to discern between right and wrong, and to refuse the wrong. By faith, Moses made this great refusal. The Bible is full of illustrations of those uh, who uh, refused by faith. Now, if you want to turn back to uh, Genesis chapter 9, uh, 39, if you have your Bibles, Genesis 39, uh, we see a young, young man uh, by the name of Joseph, and he was a young man, probably uh, similar to your age, 39 and uh, verse uh, 7 through 9. It says, And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, behold, my master worketh not what, uh, wotteth not what is in, uh, with me in thy house. <coughs> and he hath committed, <coughs> excuse me, all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Even though he was a young man in a, in a, a far country away from home, uh, he knew that uh, immorality would be uh, a sin against God. And certainly in our day, this is a serious problem, and I trust that uh, you will refuse such as immorality and whatnot. And then, uh, if you want to turn to Daniel chapter 3, and we see uh, three other young men, and uh, these all were, were young men, so they were young in life, just like you are. Uh, Daniel chapter 3 and verse, verse 12, uh, uh, they, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar built a golden image, and when... The music was uh, played. They were all supposed to bow their knee or bow before that uh, image or that God that they set up. And uh, notice in verse 12, there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the prophets of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And can you imagine a huge crowd of people around and when the music began, they all bowed, except these uh, three young men. Uh, they refused to do that because they wanted to honor uh, God. <coughs> and so they were cast into the fiery furnace. And uh, God protected them. They didn't uh, even have a smell of uh, smoke on them because they were obedient to God. Uh, you know, some things in life uh, comes that uh, we don't appreciate like, but as we're faithful to God, he carries us through that. Uh, as my wife spoke there in, in her life, and uh, I 
I've, I've been sued for $200,000 because of the ministry, and uh, others pull a gun on me and uh, threaten to beat my face in and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, as we're faithful, God carries us through that. And uh, he's, he is faithful. Uh, the Bible says, faithful is he who calleth you. He will do it, and he will, because we serve a mighty God. And uh, he is He's so good. The psalmist said he's good, and he is all the time, whether, whether uh, good things happen to us or not. And uh, then we have uh, Peter and, and John were preaching the gospel, and uh, they were threatened and told uh, no longer preach the gospel. And, of course, they refused to do that. And so uh, these are areas that we need to if we're told to shut up and not talk about the Lord, we need to go ahead and do it. Refuse to obey them. And uh, uh, so our life should be one of refusal uh, for things are wrong and sinful and uh, to do that which is right. And so uh, the, uh, it also involved a great refusal what did he refuse? He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused the pleasures of sin. Uh, he could have partaken all the vices and pleasures of Egypt because he was a son of Pharaoh, our, our Pharaoh's uh, daughter. And so it was all, uh, he, he <coughs> I'm sorry here. He, he refused the treasures of Egypt, verse 25 to choosing to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. So from a worldly aspect, he was mad to turn down all the treasures that were at his fingertips. However, he was not acting or choosing within the context of the world, but within the context of eternity. He knew one day that he would stand before God. Our Savior calling us today to refuse all that is contrary to his will. Sin is rampant. Uh, immorality and drugs, liquor, and all these things go on and on uh, the list is. What are we going to do about it? Refuse or indulge? And I trust that you set your mind into refusing to do those things which would be a dishonor uh, to your uh, Lord Jesus Christ. And refusing what for him was wrong, he also chose that which was right. He chose affliction, verse 25, and uh, choosing whether to suffer affliction with the people of God. And uh, he chose reproach, verse 26, esteeming the reproach. Thank you very kindly. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than uh, riches and the treasures of Egypt and uh, uh, he chose uh, eternal reward in verse 26 or esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the riches and treasures of Egypt uh, and he chose eternal reward and the present peace of God filled his heart because he made the right choices. No shame, no uh, 
uh, sorrow because of that, but joy in doing that which is right. Uh, the decision of faith will mean just that for, for us today. Uh, if you want to turn to Luke 14, and uh, the Bible tells us here, Luke 14 and verse 26 and 27, it says, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And then uh, verse uh, 33 also. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Now that's pretty strong, but he wants us to serve him uh, with all our lives. And then he will uh, guide and direct us in all that we do. Now refusing is negative and choosing is positive. Like the churches of Thessalonica, it says they turned from idols to serve the living and true God. Let's be careful that we have a balance in our Christian life, and that is uh, not made up only of negations. Uh, like the church of Thessalonica, they turned from idols and chose to serve uh, the living God. Uh, so we, we must reject the things of the world and uh, serve God. Uh, the, and then it's, it was a considered decision. In verse 26, the, it says, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in, in Egypt. Esteeming is, uh, literally means accounting or balancing up. So Mo Moses weighed the whole matter up carefully and then made his decisions. And so it was uh, the right decision, costly. He left all that uh, treasures and whatnot in Egypt behind, but it was the right decision. Uh, and what a great word that is. Is it right? It is right. Is it right for me, a child of God, a believer? Is it right to do things the world has to offer? No, it's not when it brings dishonor to our Savior. It may seem right to the world, but to the believer uh, is not of the world. Uh, therefore, uh, is it right? Over in Acts 4 and verse, <clears throat> 4 and verse 19. It says, uh, Peter and John answered and said unto them, they said they were not to uh, speak of Jesus, but they said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, you be the judge. And so uh, uh, they knew it was right to keep on uh, being a witness for Christ. And uh, that wasn't what the uh, 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 religious leaders wanted. What was it that constrained Moses to make this great decision? Uh, there are two things to notice. 
Moses carefully weighed up the whole matter, then decided that it's worth more to Christ for him to leave Egypt or not stay in Egypt. Any gains by staying in Egypt would only be temporary, but to follow Christ, to live for him, would result in spiritual, internal blessedness, which must be infinitely more to be desired than anything merely temporal and material. The Bible says, what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? Over in Romans chapter 8 also is uh, a very interesting verses there. Romans chapter uh, 8 and verse 14 through, through uh, 18. Romans 8, 14 through 18. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Isn't that a marvel? One day, we're going to be joint heirs with Christ. He owns it all. We're going to be joint with him in that. If we walk in his ways and serve him, what a, what a marvelous privilege that uh, he has for us. Uh, so uh, whatever we might deny, whatever uh, Moses might deny himself in time, would be fully compensated by the rewards he would receive in eternity. Uh, verse 26, he said, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the riches of Egypt, treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. And Moses had respect of the recompense of uh, reward. In other words, he looked beyond what he could see uh, to eternity and knew that there would be rewarded uh, for his faithfulness to the Lord. What in influenced Moses when he was faced with his decision was this. He had an eye on heaven and eternity. Therefore, he acted uh, like... Uh, <clears throat> Therefore, he acted in the light of eternity and eternal values. And this is what we must do, uh, you must do, young people. Over in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1 through 3, it tells us, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. And so we need to set our affections upon uh, the things above. Moses did. He looked to eternity rather than uh, what he had in this world. And verse 24 of that same chapter also, it says, Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. 
And so he's promised us uh, uh, an inheritance there in heaven one day if we walk in his ways. Uh, am I going to live for time or eternity? That's the choice you have to make. That's the choice each of us has to make. Uh, John 11, verse t uh, 10, excuse me, verse 10, it says, uh, the thief cometh but to steal and kill and destroy. We can follow God at the world, and that thief will steal your virtue. You steal your, uh, your reputation and leave you a pauper. But the verse goes on, and it says, Jesus said, but I am come to give life and abundant life. What a choice. Shouldn't be uh, uh, not a matter. Uh, a hard decision uh, to have the thief kill and destroy. Satan wants to destroy you. And uh, if you let him, but if you turn to God and walk in his ways, he gives you the abundant life. So I challenge you today to love the Lord, serve him with all your heart. And that will bring you joy and gladness. If you serve the world, it will bring you heartache and sadness. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season, but judgment will come, and it will be costly. You are young and have great things to look forward to if you put Christ first in your life. Love him, serve him, and your life will be complete. Uh, the Bible tells us also in James, uh, 4 and verse 17 or 14 that what is your life? Uh, or you don't know what will be on the morrow. None of us do. You're not, you might not be along, around very long. Uh, accident, sickness, your life could be gone. He says, what is your life? It's like a vapor that appears for a moment and then it's gone. I had lots of vapor of life when I was young, but it's pretty thin now. <laughs> uh, but each of us, that's, that's the case of our lives. And we need to make the best of uh, the life that we have and honor the Lord Jesus Christ. So I challenge you to put God first in your life and uh, uh, you, your life will be complete. May God bless each one of you and, and I trust you will serve him.